What's up, friends? Welcome to Date to Mate, show where I try to help you suck less at dating. Today's episode is about relationship readiness. Are you truly ready for a date worth mating with for life? Find out how you can gauge your preparedness for commitment and decide whether now's the time to say, let's go, or hell no. If this sounds interesting to you, keep listening, and as always, enjoy the show. Committed relationships. Do you like them? Do you want them? Are you ready for them? Well, today we're going to explore the latter of that trio, and we're going to talk about how you can figure out whether or not you are actually ready to settle down with someone long-term and give yourself a great chance of having a truly fantastic long-term committed relationship. Now, I know it's probably silly to think about it in, from the sense of like, okay, am I actually ready for this? Should I be thinking about that? Like, I thought relationships are supposed to just happen naturally and run their course and everything's all supposed to be like amazing and fairy tale like Well... In a sense, it is. I do agree that things should happen organically and naturally, but we'd be absolutely stupid to not consider the fact that you just might not be ready for one. And the reason why it's important to discuss these questions and to really think about this stuff is because if you're going to commit your time, your energy, and your effort to dating someone, and that person on the other end is going to reciprocate as well, you really want to be careful about not wasting anybody's time. You also don't want to put yourself in a situation where all of a sudden now you're creating a toxic environment. Maybe you guys aren't right for one another, but you're too deluded to realize you should end the relationship. Maybe you're just having a fling and a hookup and you guys are super physically attracted to each other, but you couldn't spend more than 10 minutes in a room without ripping each other's clothes off. You know, just simply having a mental connection or even an emotional one rather than just a physical one. If any of these things are true, you probably don't want to be in a long-term committed relationship with that person. And I find that more often than not, the majority of us, we're lonely. We don't really know what to do with the time and the space that we have day to day if we're single. We're not really good at filling that time ourselves. So what do we do? Well, we enlist the abilities and the presence of another human being to help us fill up that space. It's well-meaning a lot of the time. Now, it's self-serving, definitely, but unfortunately for you folks out there, it's really not the place that you want to be coming from. It's not the best practice, so to speak, in order to get yourself into an awesome, committed relationship. The best way to go about these things is in a more natural way, but also from a place that feels more organic inside of yourself. So obviously we want things to happen organically and natural in space. We don't want to force anything, but we need to come from a place, an internal energy and a state of mind that says, I'm open, willing, and ready to have a committed relationship. And in order to get there, I think there's a couple key behaviors and mindsets that you have to be subscribing to on a regular basis and proving them out day to day in order to really give yourself that stack of evidence that says, okay, I actually am in this state of mind and in the place in my life where I'm ready for a committed relationship. Here are a couple of those things. First, if you think to yourself on a consistent basis, like, hey, I'm really okay with myself, like I like spending time with myself. Even if you're more of an extroverted person, you enjoy doing things alone. You can find that you can entertain yourself and just have an all around amazing day or string of days, you know, just simply dealing with yourself, not having to have someone occupy you or entertain you, uh, you know, really feeling like you enjoy the body that you live in and you enjoy the presence of yourself. 
if you feel that way and you've got a good positive, you know, view on, on your day-to-day life and how you feel and you treat yourself well in that regard, then that's a pretty good sign that you're probably ready to bring someone into the situation and maybe start forming a more serious relationship. You're never going to be 100% perfect. So I do want to also mention that because I think sometimes people get lost in this whole idea of like loving yourself and putting yourself first. And they think that they have to go to the ends and ends of the earth and do all of this work before they can finally get themselves in a spot where they can say, have a relationship with someone. But I don't think that that's true at all. I think that the more you can improve yourself and become comfortable with yourself, that that's just going to make you a more attractive mate. And as a result of that, a better dater, absolutely. But what it's not going to do is magically give you a pill that all of a sudden now you're going to land the 11 out of 10 person of your life. It's going to be perfect, effortless. You're never going to make mistakes and you're not going to give a shit whether or not you know they're in the picture or not because you're so emotionally enlightened. Eh, wrong. Yeah, because it's just not going to happen that way. Everyone thinks that like you just keep working on yourself and you improve, you get to a place where everything is great. And it's like, yeah, things get better, but they're never going to be exactly 100% perfect. And so if you can develop a healthy relationship with yourself and healthy self-esteem, you're already going to be leaps and bounds ahead of the competition, which is the most important thing. But you're also going to be leaps and bounds ahead of where you should be at this time if you didn't put in you know, the effort and, and put forward the um, ambition to get better and to, and to make yourself into a person that's going to create not only an awesome relationship, but hopefully an awesome family life down the road. So you know, doing those things, constantly improving your self-esteem um, and really treating yourself and helping yourself get to a great place mentally, physically, emotionally, that's a good sign that you're ready to have a long-term relationship. Good relationship with yourself. Next thing I want to talk about with gauging whether or not you're ready is you don't give a shit about whether or not you're having a relationship or not. Yeah, actually. Like, you don't care if you get into a relationship or not. Like it kind of goes hand in hand with the first part about like spending time alone and enjoying just being by yourself. But if you really can enter into a state of mind and just a state of being where like you literally don't care if you had a girlfriend or a boyfriend or you or not, like that makes you invincible in a way because it proves that you're as close to being whole on your own as you can be. When you're not even focused on the outcome of landing a girlfriend or a boyfriend or having a wife or husband that makes you a lot more likely to have success because of the fact that you're focused more on process, improving yourself as a person, which should improve you as a dater, you know, which should then improve you as an attractive mate in the eyes of everyone else around you. You know, all of these things focusing on process, 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 it's a topic and an idea that we've talked about plenty of times in the past, you know, and it's very important to think about these things because a lot of us do get distracted. It's easy. Today's day and age makes it so, so easy to get caught up in things that really don't even matter and they knock us off our course. So if we're able to you know, ground ourselves in the present, what really matters, bring ourselves back to doing that work and also you know, being committed to the idea of if we just practice what we preach and that's making good decisions, having healthy thought processes and doing the things that we need to do uh, because we're responsible for that then we are going to get results to things that we're not even actively trying to get. You know, I think a lot of times some of the most successful periods of our lives, and I'm sure you could probably relate to this on the other end, is 
when you're just not focused on getting whatever it is that you end up getting. You know, when you're able to just do something for the sake of it because you enjoy it or because you know it will make you better and you almost lose track of, of the goals and, and the, the progress and the milestones. And then all of a sudden one day you wake up and you're like, holy shit, I've achieved like everything that I wanted to plus some. That's the goal with long-term committed relationships. The serious ones that really do last, I feel like they come out of the blue when you least expect it. And it's because you're not fixated on the outcome. Instead, you're fixating on having a good time. You're fixating on having those good, awesome, positive experiences with the dates that you bring out when you go on them. You're doing your due diligence when you vet people, when you process, when you're looking at who are my potential dating prospects? What are the values that I want to align with? What are those values that are going to show up in other people that are going to keep me engaged and improved and really wanting to be in this situation with someone? Those are the things that start to take precedent over everything else. And those are the things that then become the the pinnacles and the hallmarks of your life. As you orient towards those things, then all of a sudden you just start attracting it. It's like a fucking metal detector. You're just like out there aimlessly looking along and you know, your thing is tuned well. So all of a sudden you're like, boop, there's metal, boop, there's metal. And it's just like good dates, good dates, great dates, better dates. The mates that I want to date for the rest of my life. Those are the things that you want. You'll find those things, but um, focus less on actually looking for them and focus more on doing the things that make you the best possible, you know, candidate as you can be and watch as people in the universe reciprocates. Now, I've talked a lot about the things that we can do and how we can get better. And I think all these things are really important. But another thing I think that you want to be focused on, it's a little bit more externally facing rather than internally. And that is, what are the life circumstances that you find yourself in? You know, what situation are you going through right now in life that is You know, maybe it's your work, maybe it's your environment, maybe it's a combination, but you need to look at the external environment that you're operating in and take inventory of, okay, how can this help or hinder what I'm going through? Here's a couple examples. Let's say that you're dating someone and you're in college and you live like 3000 miles away. Okay. You go to school, you're an out-of-stater, but this person, their family lives five miles from the campus, right? You've been dating this person for a year or two. She's two years under you. You're graduating this spring, and she's going to still be there. Now, here's a perfect situation. First of all, let's go through it. You're young, as it is. I think that you know, 21, 22, in that age range of where this hypothetical you is, is young. This girl that you're dating is even younger. And, you know, you've got that going for you already and that could be going for you in a positive or a negative way. But I think, hey, when you're younger, you're more inclined to have more casual flings. You're still learning about yourself, figuring out yourself. So, you know, that's actually a score in the direction of like, eh, probably not something that you're going to have long term. Sorry. The other part, she lives very close. Her family's probably right around where this campus is and your family lives all the way across the country. So you got to think to yourself, well, is my family important to me? Yes or no? Are my friends that are likely where I grew up and where my family is important to me? Yes or no? Do I envision myself living here post-school? You know, all of these things are ways that all of a sudden now the environment around you has completely changed the situation and completely changed the likelihood of you being ready to commit to somebody long-term. A lot of people, they throw this shit out the window. I love, I love the romanticized idea of like, we'll make it through anything, babe. We can just do it. 
we'll get it. We'll figure it out. It'll be amazing. We'll live the rest of our lives. We'll friggin' tell everyone to fuck off. We'll just everything. We'll crush, crush, crush. It doesn't matter about what jobs we take, where we live, what kind of money, as long as we have each other, it's going to be glorious. Yeah. Don't sell yourself that dream. Don't kid yourself. It's a fucking lie. Okay. I don't care how much you love somebody. Life gets hard. You get normalized to the situation, to your partner. Shit starts to change and life is constantly throwing, you know, everything it can at you. You know, it's not fair and rarely is it easy. So in those moments, you're going to need to bear down and lean into the pieces of support that you have, friends, family, familiarity, you know, take chances and risks, go out there and live your life. I'm not saying not to do that, but be realistic. You know, in this case with this person that's dating someone, you know, that they don't come from the same area, they're young, there's going to be a lot of transition happening when someone graduates from college and that person's still stuck there and the other person's moving on with their lives. It's like all of a sudden you don't even need me to tell you the more I explain this situation, I'm sure everyone listening is coming to the same conclusion, right? Like it's probably not going to work out. Now, kudos to those people that can figure it out. You become the exception, but you're not the rule. So I wish you all the success. Don't break up just because Dylan on date to me told you to break up, but take a look in the mirror. You actually might end up saving yourself from, you know, a potentially horrible fallout, you know, from a breakup. You might be able to actually, you know, break up amicably and maybe it's a temporary break. Maybe because you thought about this, because you started dating to mate the correct way and you started to apply some of these principles in an objective, emotionally mature manner. Now. You leave amicably, maybe you guys reconnect down the road. Who knows? Maybe she moves across the country. Maybe you do. Maybe your family. Like You just never know what life is going to bring to you, so you keep all your options open. Never burn your bridges, but be thinking critically in as many areas as you can because I promise you, you will benefit in the long term if you're able to do these things. So pay attention to your environment. And you know, I, I want to also talk about that too from the state of you know, pay attention to where you are in your life's journey and where your partner is at in their life journey. Because uh, a topic that's come up a lot that I've, I've been talking to people about is like, what, what do I do if someone is like older than me or younger than me? You know, is age a thing that matters? Is the gap too wide, too narrow? And it's a really good question. And I think that the answer to it is it depends. I have my own views on things. Me personally, again, personal, my opinion, if someone is 10 or more years older than you, you're going to have a really hard time connecting with that person long-term over the span of the entirety of your lives. Now, I don't mean if you're 70 and they're 80 for you oldies out there, but if you're like 20, 30, 40, even, you know, when you start going beyond that 10 year mark, you're just simply a part of like a different generation. You know, a lot of your references are beyond things or, or with regards to things are different. You know, it's almost like you're human beings, but you're like, you're so far apart with like culture and stuff. And all those things do, I think, matter. You know, your ability to be similar enough to your partner that you have common ground and you're able to really vibe and connect. Like, you know, obviously there are different decades of time that are way more change ridden and have way more, you know, adaptation needed. And it's just like, you know, technology advancements, all that crazy stuff. Like there's definitely periods that are slower than others, but for the grand scheme of things, when you get beyond 10 years, I really do think that you're going to start to struggle to find ways to connect. And if you're even, if you're like 15 or 20 years, I, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to tell you there. Um, but I, I think that if you're focused on, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter if you're up or down in that scale. If your partner's within 10, 10 or, or less years, like you should be good. And the reason for that too, why I think it's important is understanding, you know, the age gap and also understanding what stage of life you're in will help you get to a place where you'll know if you're ready. Some people just take a lot longer to get to a state of mind where they're like, all right, I'm ready to, you know, settle down and have kids. Even if you're ready to settle down, you might find that it's happening at a slower pace than the person that you're with. So, you know, I know a lot of people that they're like, I'm ready for a committed relationship, but like, I'm not ready to get engaged or, you know, I'm ready to be married, but I'm not ready to have kids. And those are really, you know, important things to have conversations around. Absolutely. They're things that should constantly be discussed, but they're also, you know, potentially deal breakers. And I think that the more that we can be open and honest about what we want out of life, how we can get there. And putting our best foot forward to create a world that's consistent with the things that we want and more importantly, consistent with the, the things that our partner wants. Because again, we are showing up to give in these relationships. If you're not ready to give, then you're not ready for a committed relationship. If you are not ready to potentially put someone else's needs above your own at given critical moments, then you're not ready for a committed relationship. That's it. There's no if, ands, or buts around it. If you are not willing to show up, give your all, and sacrifice a lot of your freedom and your time and, and your energy to, and I don't even want to say sacrifice, but commit your time and your energy and your resources into building something shared that's amazing and better than anything you can produce on your own, that's fine. But don't get into a serious committed relationship. It's going to tax you in ways truly healthy ones. And and I, I actually, I should, you know, put aside there too. Toxic relationships will, will tax you even more, but they're not worth it. I, at least at least healthy relationships will tax you in a way that is rewarding and, and ultimately will build value in your life. Toxic relationships, you still can get good things out of them. But like, you know, obviously at that point, it's way less return on your investment. So like, you know, again, be mindful of like who you're choosing and, all of that good stuff. But what I what I really want to say is when you're committing to someone and you're choosing to make that decision and that choice, you're committing to a lot of things that people don't speak about and and a lot of things that people can't avoid. You know, you can't avoid how much time and energy and you also can't avoid the obstacles that are pop going to pop up. Like you can't avoid when you know someone gets sick or someone loses their job or you know, people change their mind. Maybe they told you they wanted to live on the East Coast for their whole lives and now they don't. Those are things that will happen and you'll need to constantly be evaluating along the way. Like, is this relationship right for me? Am I still in the mindset that I want to be in a seriously committed relationship? You know, because I think that's another thing that people don't don't get to. It's like there are many people out there, I believe, think that once you reach a certain age, it's like now the book is closed on being, you know, free and committed to yourself and independent. And it's like, once you're ready for committed relationships, like you must do that for the rest of the time. I don't actually believe that to be true. I think at the end of the day, at the end of everyone's lives, for the most part, people want to be in a committed long-term relationship. So I do think there is an eventual finiteness and permanency to like, this is the end of me only caring about myself and being an individual. 
I now want to be a collective and I want to build a family. But I don't think that there's only one stopping point and that, that it stays that way forever. I think that there are capabilities of people to go through multiple phases in their life. Maybe you get your first one in your 20s. Maybe you have two moments in your 20s. Maybe you have one in your 30s. And then again, in your 40s. You know, No one knows how life's going to go. Everything changes. That's the only thing that stays constant is that things are changing. So you know, be open-minded to the fact that you might be down for a committed relationship now and that might change. Or maybe this is it for you and you're 22. You know, I don't believe that anyone needs to operate at any pace that's not, you know, independent to them and unique to them. I think everyone should go by their own pace. They should only operate from from that state of mind. Use your friends, use your family as as good barometers and you know, good sounding boards to have those conversations if you need it. You need that advice. You just need that that comfort. Amazing, do it. But Understand that life is going to continue to throw things at you. You're going to change. You're going to develop and that you should listen to your voice and listen to your gut. Trust your intuition. Use that to make your decisions. The last thing that I want to say today around commitment to long-term relationships and making sure that you're truly ready is I want you to understand that no matter what happens in life, no matter whether you find your person, you commit long-term or not, you know your life is going to largely be a combination of things happening to you and your ability to respond to them and navigate them. A lot of things are going to happen that are not fair. You're going to get curveballs thrown at you. You're going to have just terrible things that you know adversity pops up. It's going to create situations in your life that they're going to be difficult for you to, to overcome by, by yourself. A committed relationship, another person to lean on, can become an amazing, amazing monument, a statue, a rock, whatever the hell you want to call it, big, hard, durable things. Fuck off anyone who just listened to that and thought something. Sickos. But basically you get the point I'm saying. Something concrete, immovable, something that's going to help you and basically, there's a word I'm looking for and I can't think of it right now. It's driving me nuts. But something that's going to barricade and reinforce your resiliency, your ability to make it through shit. Committed relationships are amazing. They're huge. They're going to change your life. But going into them with the wrong state of mind, choosing the wrong partner, doing it out of loneliness, doing it out of insecurity, it's one of the worst decisions you can make. It's like a paper mache fortress. It looks strong on the outside, but you just take one blow and it knocks the whole thing over. So really be mindful, be consistent with yourself, be actionable, take initiative, do the things that you need to do in order to evaluate whether or not you're ready to have a committed relationship. And then once you've felt it in your gut that you're ready, commit to that, own the process and start trying to find the person that you can build the rest of your life with. Uh, But don't rush. If you're not ready, Give yourself the time to enjoy whatever state of life you're in. Feel that phase, live that phase. And then when you're ready for a long-term committed relationship, turn this podcast back on. Make sure that you're actually ready. Listen to this episode. Create a little checklist if you want. Figure out if you're truly ready to date, to mate. Appreciate you guys as always if you made it this far in the episode. I'm really loving what I'm doing. I will not lie to you. Some weeks it's a battle, but I appreciate everyone who continues to tune in, supports me, means the world. We're going to keep this train moving. Got a couple good episodes coming up in the near future over these next couple of weeks. They're going to be great. You got any, any topics yourselves? You got any ideas? Send them to me on Instagram. Send them to me wherever. 
Um, I appreciate it as always. You guys are the best. And I hope you have a great rest of your day, week, month, year. Much love.